Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. If you're listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, that means tomorrow is Thanksgiving, followed by five straight days of retail holidays and, of course, the entire holiday season. It's probably one of the most stressful times of the year. And while I have many other episodes all about getting you prepped to make the most of the season, today I thought we would slow things down and focus on self-care so we can avoid getting completely burned out. In this episode, I'm talking with Mary Sue of Unleashed Life about how to find your purpose in life. I know that sounds like a pretty big topic to take on, but Mary explains how her rescue dog, Finley, taught her to be present and live in the moment. Now, she's sharing that mindset with other purpose-driven, dog-loving ladies. She's inspiring others to have fun, be kind, take care of themselves, and be joyful members of their communities. I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Mary Sue is a former award-winning retailer turned farmer who is obsessed with helping fellow entrepreneurial, purpose-driven, dog-loving ladies live more like their dogs so they can be more in the moment, more loving, forgiving, and fun. She currently runs a membership program called Unleashed Life. Hey, Mary. Hi. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I am so excited to talk about uh, this program and, you know, kind of your life and why you decided to live what I like to call a dog-inspired life because I think dogs are just so inspiring. If we could be more like them, the world would be a much better place. So um, tell us, like, maybe you can walk us back in time a little bit and and tell us a little bit about when you when you had your store um and you know kind of what that was like and why you decided that you no longer wanted to do that yeah absolutely so i opened up my store in 2010 and at that point in time that was like my dream to do it was to own a boutique and i ran it with my mom I did the store operations and the visual merchandising, the marketing, and she did all of the interior design. And we, you know, came out of the gate like gangbusters, um, won several awards in like industry magazines and, you know, had all these wonderful, amazing customers. And for a few years, it was like amazing. But slowly like I'm an introvert and I didn't really realize this would be such um, a pivotal thing in my career is that you know I need a lot of like downtime to kind of like decompress and collect my thoughts and you know constantly like being around people as like lovely and amazing as they were it was just really 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 heavy and draining for me so it got to the point where I was just kind of becoming like very unsettled and very um, unhappy with what I was doing. So even though there was this component of it that I absolutely 
felt like I was living out my dream. I was super grateful to have that opportunity to be a store owner, to be a boutique owner, to work with my mom, had these wonderful customers. You know, I had this woman who came in like every single Saturday and she made a purchase. So we had some like fantastic, lovely, amazing people that were surrounding us, but there was just like, there was something there and I just kept ignoring it. And it was just like this calling to do something bigger, to serve in a larger capacity, to reach more people and to have a bigger impact than I could with just doing retail. So that's, that's kind of how it all began. There was just like this, this little seed that was planted in my brain. It was like, yeah, I think that you are able to do a lot more than this. You've accomplished some really lovely things here. But it's time to branch out. And I just I kept like stepping it down further and further until it got to the point where I just, I really couldn't ignore it anymore. And so I know that you, um, I read on your website that you took a trip to Iceland that sort of um, changed your life or just changed maybe like your outlook on life. Like, was there a particular aha moment? Um, I I went to Iceland one time for like 24 hours <laughs> and it was a super magical, awesome place. So I can imagine some, some really cool things kind of happening if you had even more than 24 hours to spend there. So um, what exactly went down in Iceland? Oh, yeah, you said it exactly. Iceland is completely magical. And I took a trip there with my brother. We like to take like a sibling trip, um, like once a year if we can. So we decided that we'd go to Iceland. And, you know, I knew that it was going to be a really awesome trip. Um, we were going to go to Paris and meet up with my mom and my sister-in-law afterwards. And I was really thinking that I was going to be like completely in love with France and Europe which I was, but I was completely blown away by Iceland. And, you know, we took a trip out of Reykjavik and we went to Vik and um, we went to the Glacier Lagoon. And, you know, there's just like a lot of quiet downtime. And I really had not had a lot of opportunity to kind of decompress and think about things that had been stirring in me. Like I mentioned before, um, you know, I just had this like feeling that like I was kind of done with the store and the whole like aspect of retail. And, you know, this trip really allowed me to realize and admit to myself that, okay, it's, it's okay to realize that something that was your dream is maybe no longer your dream anymore. And that doesn't mean that you weren't, you know, grateful for the opportunity that you didn't learn things and it's okay to, you know, close that chapter and to give yourself like the time and the space to open up some possibilities for what's going to be the new chapter. So what that trip to Iceland really did for me was just kind of allow me the, the space and the container to kind of just be okay with the fact that I, I made the decision like, okay, I'm done, I'm done. And now it's time to think of what's going to be next. So that's a wonderful segue. So like when you start to think about what's next um, and maybe like the people who are listening have some kind of like lingering thing in the back of their mind. Um, maybe they're not like super excited when they wake up every day or, or whatever it is that kind of makes you feel like you want to do something different or something more um, or something with your dog. <laughs> um, when you decide to kind of make that shift, um, you know, I know that you 
put together, you know, some kind of strategy or plan because closing a store is not just like a super simple thing. You've got inventory, um, you know, there's the space, your lease, you know, whatever. It's kind of complicated. So did you, how did you create kind of like an exit plan to change your life? Yeah. So at that point, I knew we had about a year and a half left on our lease and that was kind of like a good jumping off point. So I knew I had a year and a half to kind of get a game plan together, get a concrete exit strategy together and figure out kind of what I wanted to do and kind of simultaneously work on, you know, the remainder of my store, closing it and um, finding out what I wanted to do. So what I did was actually I stopped purchasing a lot of inventory. So I, I bought a lot of merchandise from fair. If you know, anybody is familiar with them, they have a phenomenal, um, wholesale policy. So what I was able to do was bring in all of this merchandise. And if anything didn't sell, then I could send it back or I could just buy like little things here and there. So I kept the store stocked and I also made a lot of things. So, um, before I had the store, I was actually a professional screen printer. So I still had equipment and whatnot. So I was making like t-shirts, um, you know, t-shirts, of course, let's say things like sleeps with dogs and just any sort of like silly thing that, and those sold like hotcakes. And then I was also making merchandise like beard oil and smudge sprays, bath salts. So I was kind of, you know, figuring out like what was selling that I was making, what did I want to do? And it was a really nice runway that I still had income coming in. Um, I was still working, but I also was just kind of freeing up some headspace so I could allow myself to kind of daydream and figure out what exactly I wanted to do next. And what you decided to do next was, at least in part that I know of, was to create this membership program. Um, Unleashed Life. And it's really all about a dog-inspired life. Um, and your dog, Finley, sort of inspired this this entire program. So, um, of course, like, you've got to tell us about Finley uh, <laughs> and, and what he's like and, um, you know, how, how he really inspired this new career path. Yeah, absolutely. So we adopted him about seven years ago now, and he was a stray living on the streets. We got him and he was just like completely malnourished. Like he would cry when you picked him up, like the saddest thing. But he's just like, he's super low key. And all he wants in life is just to like, be comfortable. He wants to eat and he wants to snuggle. So one of the things that we learned about him, we don't really know a lot of his past was that his back hurt all the time. And um, I think like the first year that we got him, like a couple months into it, there was just a day where he was acting really, really weird and we couldn't figure out what it was. And it turned out that he had a herniated disc. And, you know, I felt so bad for him because he was just in like so much pain. And, you know, we've learned to like manage it. Um, he's only had one other one since we adopted him. but you know, we have to take like special precautions with him because he's got like, he's a Shih Tzu Chihuahua mix, but we also did like the doggy DNA on him and he's got like Basset Hound in him. <laughs> he's got like that really long hot dog body. And, you know, I like pick him up, bring him down the stairs and we have to be careful with him like when he's on his uh, leash so we don't like tug on him too badly. So 
like just having to kind of um, make life a little bit easier for him. And it's kind of allowed me to really focus on how to be in the moment and how to be present. So even when I'm out on a walk with him, it's really easy just to get kind of lost in my thoughts and thinking about all the things that I should be doing, like emails I should be answering. But really, I have to keep my mind on him so he's not like, you know, going off doing somewhere like in a weird position. And then I try to like, you know, encourage him along and, you know, it hurt his back that way. So he's really taught me the importance of how to be here and now. And he's just, you know, he's my son and I love him. And (laughs) we actually moved to a farm here. And part of the reason I closed my store was so I could actually spend more time with him because we felt so bad that, you know, we're both working away from home. So a whole nother reason that, you know, I closed my store was that I could be a stay at home dog mom with him. (laughs) So that's, uh, He's taught me so, so many things, but those are, those are the, the top ones right off the top of my head. Well, I, it sounds like you're completely living the dream, um, you know, and I, I think that uh, when people hear that I work from home with my dogs, they're always like, oh, I want to do that someday, or like, that's the dream, or, or something like that. And I think that, you know, you're, this is episode number 89, and so that means I've interviewed almost 90 different women who are all working with their dogs in some way. So it's totally doable. Um, and I think that, um, you know, something you pointed out is just like living in the moment, um, and how wonderful our dogs are reminding us to do that. Um, and I know in your, in your membership program, I saw that you, you do like kind of little assignments of to do's for women and their dogs to do together. And I'm really curious if you could just share a couple examples of, um, of what those might be. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's October now when we're recording this. So the one that went out this month, um, some of the things that were on the to-dos with your dog was to go and have your picture taken together, visiting like a pumpkin patch or an apple orchard. Um, Next month for November, I'm going to be doing a really exciting uh, spread for Thanksgiving. Like it's Finley's birthday. That's, that's when we celebrate it. Thanksgiving since we don't technically know when it is. So I'm going to be doing a dog birthday party and, um, you know, just showing ways that you can like celebrate with your dog, make some, some food for them. But we're also going to be, you know, one of the to do's is to, um, have a bonfire outside with your dog. Um, things for December is going to be like, go take a ride together with some hot chocolate. Um, go look at the holiday lights. So they're just like very small cute little ideas to help you live in the moment and just, you know, appreciate your time together and just really focus on being present, being in the moment and enjoying all of the fun little things in life. I think that is such a, just a great reminder to everyone. And especially right now, which is like the craziest time of year for everybody, no matter what kind of business you're in, um, you know, November and December is just crazy. So having some kind of a reminder to slow down, live in the moment and do something with your dog, like just for fun, even, um, you know, I think that it's, you know, always a good idea to like maybe do more training with your dog or something like that. But I love that your to-dos are just like totally fun things um, because 
you know, I think that's something that a lot of us are missing out on. We're always trying to like do more, hustle, whatever it is, fit more into your day. Um, and we kind of forget to just have fun. Yes, absolutely. Fun is actually one of my core values for my business. If it's not fun, if I can't make it fun, if I can't learn how to make it fun, like I ain't doing it. I'm not going to do it. And like you said, <laughs> like we're so focused on like how to be more productive, how to get more done, just like nose to the grindstone, work, work, work. And for me, when I tried to apply that to my own business, that's, that's when things kind of started to go awry. When I started to focus on how to work smarter, how to delegate, how to ask and receive for help. Um, that was like a world of difference. And those are actually things that I talk a lot about inside the membership. And yeah, this whole component of fun, because, you know, we're always so focused on like, how can we be better? How can we get more done that we just, we forget that we're, we're kind of here to have fun and be silly alongside of, you know, having an impact and running a business, it can be fun. It can all be fun too. Well, and I always think about it, you know, I think that when people see a cute dog walking down the sidewalk, and if you're anything like me, you like squeal and get a big smile on your face and run down and like, hi puppy. And everyone wants to say hi to the dog because you know that they're fun and loving and joyful usually. I mean, some dogs you should always ask before you say hi, but in general. <laughs> um, and I, you know, it kind of always makes me think a little bit of just like the law of attraction. And, um, you know, if we can embody that kind of like loving and fun and playful energy in our businesses and in our online personas, which, um, you know, is so important for many of our businesses, people are going to want to like walk down the virtual sidewalk and come up and like give you a cuddle because you're just like emanating dog vibes. Um, so I just, I think that's such a great reminder. Um, but you, you touched on like a little bit about, um, some of the other things you offer in your members, which sounds, you know, like almost like a little bit of business coaching, I guess. So can you tell us more about your membership? Because from my online like stalking of you, it sounds really awesome and I want to join it. So <laughs> tell me your like elevator pitch about it. Awesome. Thank you. That's a great compliment. Um, so there are four core modules and the four core modules are actually called pack conveniently because, you know, dogs. <laughs> so the first core module is um, pause and be present. And that's where we kind of learn to pause and be present, but just kind of like getting into the habit of um, being mindful of what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and, you know, setting goals. If there's something that's not working for us, being mindful of when those thoughts and feelings come up to kind of like er, pump the brakes and kind of have some reframes. Um, and then that leads into the second module, which is all about accountability and, you know, taking ownership over those feelings that come up and learning how to redirect them better. So we do a lot of uh, like journaling prompts in there. And then the third one is the community module. And that's where we learn to work on ourselves first. So we do a lot of like self-care. Um, we get into self-care, you know, air quotes with this like bubble baths and, you know, treat yourself sort of self-care versus like the actual self-care of saying like, no, I can't commit to this. Um, learning how to set boundaries and honor them. 
because when we can take care of ourselves, then we can actually take care of our community a whole lot better. So there's going to be ways that you can get involved with your community. Um, I work a lot with the Live Like Grew Foundation, and what they do is they give um, financial and emotional assistance if you have been, or your dog has been diagnosed with a cancer diagnosis. Um, they will actually help you pay your bills. You can um, send in some information and they might send you a grant. At the very least, they are going to send you a care package. And one of the things that they are most known for in their care package are these really beautiful hand-tied blankets that they rely on um, volunteers. So in the community module, we're going to have an opportunity to go through and either meet up in person or virtually and have like a blanket tying party and then send those off to live like Rue. And then the last one is the kindness one. And this one's just kind of like fun stuff, just ways to kind of, you know, make a random stranger's day because, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about spreading those good vibes around. So there's just like some kindness bingos. And then on top of that, we have all the fun monthly deliverables. So that's like what we're going back to, like the things to do with your dog. We've got recipes, um, just kind of like ways to keep life light and fun because, you know, the core modules are like the kind of inner work. It could get a little sticky at times. So we also want to keep some fun element in there as well to keep it light and just kind of entertaining. This sounds like the most fun membership ever, and um, when you are accepting new members, I really want to join it because it just sounds like such such a cool community and all the things that I like to do, um, and I love that you have the charitable component and a little bit of crafting because I love getting crafty, especially when it's dog-related. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely going to be some dog crafts in there for sure. Um, I just bought myself a Cricut, so I've been kind of going crazy testing some things. So come January, there's definitely going to be some uh, how-tos that are going to be dropping inside of the the membership for sure. I'm super stoked about it. Oh, I'm very jealous. I, I watch a lot of cricket videos online. I don't actually have one yet, but it's just a matter of time. Yeah, they're, they're pretty wild. The amount of things that you can do with them. It's, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to be a craft pusher and just say you should bite the bullet and buy one. <laughs> Maybe on Black Friday, I'll get one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Mary, tell us, because you're a, um, a crystal person and I have like a little stack of crystals on my desk that I always keep handy for different purposes. Um, and I know people are always like really crystal curious, um, about, you know, which ones they should get. So do you have like a go-to or a couple of go-tos that you recommend people check out to kind of help them get through this really hectic time of year? Yes, for sure. Um, I really, really love, well, my favorite is selenite, for sure. I mean, not only is it gorgeous, but um, I just love it. It's great. I like to keep it by my bed. Um, it's really wonderful for, like, dreams and intuition. Another one of my favorites is amethyst. Um, like, my whole philosophy with crystals and, like, smudging and everything is really all about, like, intention. So I don't really necessarily subscribe to the whole, like, this crystal is only for this, this one's only for this. 
I just kind of like, I go out and I pick out whichever one is speaking to me and I just kind of like carry them around with me. So I don't really necessarily have specific ones for specific things. I know a lot of other people do. That's just not the way that I operate, but I think that everybody should have selenite. Everybody should have amethyst. And then of course a good clear quartz. That's like a really good, just neutral crystal and then some rose quartz too. Rose quartz is actually super great. This is the one I do subscribe to for like self-love and compassion and empathy. So those are kind of the ones that I like to keep on hand all the time. And then just kind of, I go with whatever's kind of speaking to me at the moment and, uh, you know, like to charge them under the moon, just did that the other day too. So there's just, there's beautiful little things to have on hand and little, little nice reminders. Yeah, I I love like collecting little crystals and I think it's also a fun thing in your if you travel at all, you know, to like find little crystals on your travels and it can each one can remind you of a trip that you went on, but it's just like a nice little um, you know, a self-care moment regardless of, you know, if you are aware of the properties of the powers of the different ones. It kind of reminds you just to like reflect and look at them and just like take a moment, I think. Absolutely. And not only that, they're just they're really beautiful and what's not to love about having them on your desk or just somewhere where you spend a lot of time and just look at them and appreciate them for what they are and how beautiful they are. I love it. Well, I think this was such a great conversation to, you know, get everyone to, um, you know, mellow out, <laughs> chill out <laughs> around this time of year. Um, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day it came out, tomorrow is Thanksgiving in the United States. And then it's just like craziness for five or six weeks. <laughs> so I hope that everyone, you know, if you're feeling a little bit stressed or crazy, can come back and maybe even re-listen um, or go check out what Mary is doing online and um, and hopefully like find some dog inspired Zen <laughs> that way. So Mary, tell everyone where, um, where they can find you online. Yeah, I hang out mostly on the old Instagrams. You can find me at live and unleashed life. And then I also spend a ton of time in my free Facebook group, which is called Soulful Boss Babes. You can find that at uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Soulful Boss Babes group. Um, we talk about dogs, crystals, all sorts of other things, business advice in there. So those are the two places that I hang out majority of the time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. Thank you. This was a ton of fun. I really appreciate being on here. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.